actually going to do something new this week and I am going to attempt to do a solo episode. <gasps> yeah, just me and my thoughts, which let me tell you, it's terrifying enough being in my thoughts by myself, but I'm going to welcome you all inside what goes on inside my brain daily, nightly, monthly and yearly. I missed weekly in there, but yeah, no, Al is not around. I wanted to get another episode in. Um, I could have asked around for some people, but you know what? I think you all know that you just need to hear from me, and that's your main <clears throat> main source of information because I give it to you straight. No, that that's lame, but... Um, no, I wanted to, wanted to get an episode in, wanted to touch base with everybody, um, trying to get these out on a more regular basis. It is challenging. I know those of you who listen regularly, um, you guys have heard me say that on pretty much every single episode, how it's a struggle to make these on a consistent basis and you're probably like how hard could it possibly be all that you're doing is talking into a microphone and bullshitting which you wouldn't be completely wrong on that but you do have to set aside some time for it and since we do a show where it's two of us you're constantly trying to work with two people's schedule, and then if you're trying to get a guest, which we constantly are, and we never do get one, we've had John and Tyler, and that's it. And we've had John multiple times. I'm going to have to do another one with John soon, maybe even tonight. I'm recording this one uh, mid-afternoon slash getting around dinner time on a Saturday, and I haven't asked him he said he wanted to do one soon but i i just had it in my head i felt like doing this right now so i said fuck it i'm gonna turn on the mic and start talking into it um it is a weird feeling to do one by yourself i've never ever obviously you all would know this attempted to do this um because i i like doing this project with alex uh it's fun 
getting getting to know him better through this show. I that might sound strange to you guys, but I have gotten to know him a shit ton more just from doing this show, which I guess if it took starting a podcast to do that, then so be it. Um, it's just been so much fun. I don't know, uh, how many more he'll be on consistently in the future. He is starting to look at places in the Winona area. Actually not Winona area. He's looking for places in Winona. And I, I think, by next month, he'll probably be moved out on out on his own, and then it'll be a little a lot as challenging as it is with him living literally down the hall from me in another bedroom. Um, it'll be ten times harder when he's living in a different town, twenty minutes away. But that's good. I am happy that he's doing that because that's going to start another exciting chapter in his life where he's living all on his own. Um, which I asked him when he started talking about moving to Winona or Rochester or wherever he was, you know, he's thought about several different places. We all know how that goes when you're in your early twenties and he's single. So he really has no attachments to anything. Um, and I asked him if he was going to move in with some friends or what? And he said, hell no. I want to live on my own. I want to live by myself, which good for him. Cause I think from when I graduated high school till I turned shit, it's hard. I'm 32 now. I don't know. I, I don't think after I moved out, when I graduated high school, I've ever lived completely by myself. I went through one year where I got this efficiency apartment, which, you know, sometimes they describe them as a suite, but it's not a suite. It's an efficiency, you know, where it's just everything's in one room except for the bathroom, obviously. So you, you know, you walk in to your left is your countertop, sink, cupboards, microwave, mini fridge. The, the one I was in had a mini fridge. So that really hinders your diet plans. And then you got like a living room, quote unquote, quote, quote, requote. Um, I mean, it was it's perfect for if you're, you know, single dude, single chick, just it, it, the rent wasn't bad. It was they were really new and it was just what I was looking for. But um, when I did that, I, I had been dating Emily for maybe a year at that point. And, you know, by that stage, we were basically living together because I was either staying at her place or she was staying at mine. And uh, when I lived in that efficiency, she, you know, most of the, most nights or most days and nights, she was, she was there. So, that doesn't even really count as living on my on my own by myself. I mean, I was living on my own as far as taking care of myself, but I never lived by myself. And I think when I look back on my early 20s, there were definitely some years in there where living on my own would have been probably ideal 
but I just don't think I could have even afford could have afforded to do it because I was just that typical broke ass dude who just worked enough to be able to afford to go get shit faced, get maybe some food, and pay rent. And even that was whew, there were there were some landlords in that city of Winona that. I think if they saw me, they'd want to kill me because I put them through the ringer. Because I would just spend money on stupid shit and then rent would be due and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't have any money for rent. Or, oh, fuck, I don't have any money for your electrical bill. You know, and then I got roommates that are like, hey, man, you owe me like 30 bucks for heating or, you know, electrical. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, uh, I'll have to get you back on that. Or I remember when I lived with, uh, let's see, I lived with in this house with like five dudes. Let's see, there was Sam, Josh, uh, Sam, Josh, Nick, and Torberg. Sam, Josh, Nick, Torberg, and then me. Yeah, so five of us. Um, when I when I lived in that one, um, Sam was the re- well. In this regard, he was the responsible one of our group as far as it came with, as far as money was concerned. And so he was always in charge of all the bills, which anybody who's in their early 20s or just moving out, I would avoid that at all costs, being in charge of that shit, because <laughs> let me tell you, you're going to end up being the dude or the chick that covers the bill a lot, and you're constantly in this awkward position where you got to ask your friends for money that they truly owe you. It shouldn't feel awkward because it's like, dude, pay me my fucking money. But it is. And Sam was such a nice guy that he he would write it down. But I would just not look at that that uh, that message and be like, hmm, yeah, I probably owe him some money, but fuck it. I'm going to go buy whatever. My big thing back then was obvious – well, not obviously – but my big thing back then was drinking. So when I would go out drinking, I wanted to pay for everybody's drinks and act like I was some fucking baller. And I wasn't. I was barely getting by. Not even getting by. But I would buy... It wasn't just like, hey, I'll buy everybody a dollar rail or I'll buy everybody a bush light. It was always... I went through a huge Patron phase. Um, some of you were just gagging hearing that I even to this day like if if I were to go out with friends for a night on the town to like really get after it I'd do a couple like back then I would do like I'm not even kidding I could do like 10 or 12 in a night and that was that was after pre-gaming at you know at our apartments or at our houses or at someone else's house when we would just rip through booze you would either I remember when an for the longest time, I didn't even make drinks. We we only did shots. Like, I never mixed a drink. I didn't want to fuck with drinking a mixed drink. Uh, I would occasionally drink beer. I'm not, I've never been a huge beer guy. Um, it just, it gets me really full. And I've, I've actually found that when I drink beer, I have a worse hangover most of the time. I mean, there's definitely some clear clear situations where I, you know, had a Jaeger night, which 
that's the one for me that makes me gag even thinking about it. But um, yeah, I, I so I wouldn't wouldn't be having casual drinks. We'd we'd play like excuse me, we'd play like beer pong. Or just be chilling in the kitchen, listening to music. You know, we'd always have music blaring, so it was humanly impossible to have a conversation. But, um, yeah, we'd always be... It was always kind of a joke. No matter where we were, people always gathered in the kitchen. I don't know if that's, uh, if that's like an American society type thing. Because it's not like we had food in there. We were dudes. We didn't entertain in that regard, we entertained in, Hey, come over. We'll play beer pong, blast music and get shit faced before we go downtown to get even more shit faced. Um, so, but we would always end up in there, you know, you'd play some people, you know, a lot of people would be gathered in the living room and then playing beer pong, chatting it up, sitting on couches and shit. Uh, maybe you'd have a TV on with a sporting event or some shit on, but then, I, I just remember we'd always be like, shots, you know? And then, yep, yeah, yeah, I could go for a shot. And then, you know, pack a six of us, pack a whatever, four or five, would go into the kitchen, everybody pour a shot. You take a shot, chat, maybe wait. Sometimes, I swear to God, we maybe only waited 15 minutes, and then we were like, another shot? And so then we take another shot, and then maybe we go play Pong or whatever. And uh, take a break from drinking and then I think every one of us in my friend group would always have a night here and there where we would say I was sneaking shots where you would do shots with your friends and then occasionally if everybody was busy you know chatting with somebody or or uh, playing beer pong or, or doing whatever you would go take a shot by yourself and then the next, you know, the next morning be like, dude, what happened? You know, I took just as many shots as you and you were fucked up. And you normally aren't that fucked up when we take that many shots. And then you're like, well, for every one we were taken together, I was taken two by myself. And they're like, oh, that makes, that makes sense. And I, I definitely had those nights. I know Tyler had those nights. Our friend Jordan, I, just everybody in our friend group. Um, there, I did have several friends that weren't big on the shots. Like I'd always be trying to push them, uh, push them onto people. And they, they'd be like, no, I don't take shots. I get really sick. My brother's like that. He doesn't take shots. And I was like, what? You don't take a, f you don't take shots. But then like, you know, flipping things around to them, it, they'd be, you want a beer or something. I'd be like, nah, I don't really drink beer. And they'd be like the fuck you don't drink beer so and i i do drink beer it's not like a thing where i drink i'm like oh this is gross i i like for the most part i like the taste of beer you know exceptions here i don't like paps you know um that would always be at one of the bars in winona you could get uh either a paps blue ribbon or a bush light for a dollar and I would always go Bushlight with that one because I would try Pat. I don't know what it is about them because it's a one of the most popular beers as far as like just getting a ch dirt cheap beer and housing fifty of them in a night. That's that's one of people's go tos. That and Bushlight. 
and I would always favor Bush Light in that regard. Now I'm more of a Bud Light type of guy, though. That's what I'll have if I'm, you know, in a situation where I don't want to get completely annihilated, but I still want to catch a little bit of a buzz and have nice conversation with that. Um, but yeah, I just I had friends that that that's what they like to do, and then they could house like you know they could drink like 15, 14, you know, whatever, a case of beer in a night. And I, that's one thing I, a lot of beers for me in one night is like eight is really like, whoa, I drank a lot of beers last night. And that's, I get so freaking full off of them. I get groggy. I even start to, sometimes I even start to get cranky after a while. I I don't know. And it just take to me, I want to be, if I'm, wanting to get drunk or even to get a buzz i want something that's quick and beer just to me takes too fucking long and too much work so i to this day i'm a hard liquor person i'm more i've dabbled in some other things now where i'll drink you know i'll drink um whiskey and even that like i'm more of a crown crown royal guy so i'll do a a crown apple. I like crown apple with ginger ale. Um, or even a crown apple water. I actually can really rip through a ton of those in a night. That's kind of a go-to for me too. Um, but I like vodka. I always was a vodka guy until still to this day. I, I like vodka. Tito's is definitely my go-to vodka now. Um, but, um, yeah, I was just, I still to this day just am not, not a huge beer guy. I wish I was. It just seems like such a, I don't know, a more simple thing, you know, to just, you know, with a hard liquor, you're either drinking it neat, which the only one I'll do neat, and it takes like a couple of them for me to get acquainted with it, or my taste buds to get acquainted with it, is like a bourbon. I'll do a bourbon neat. I'll do a, I'll do a, um, I've done some whiskeys, neat, but outside of that, like anything else, like I don't drink a, a freaking vodka on the rocks or a vodka and just neat. I, I couldn't imagine doing that. That would just be disgusting. Um, so like if you're going to have those, when you're at a gathering, you have to a make sure they have it or you're bringing your own and B you, you need mixers too, you know? So beer is just so much more simple where you just like, I got my case or most people like, I got beer for you because it's not that expensive uh, typically. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I've just never been been uh, super into, super into not, not even super into, just not into beer pretty much at all. Um, but... I, uh, hold on, I gotta send a text here. I can't double task for the fucking life of me. If somebody's talking to me while I'm texting, I'm not listening to you at all. I have to tell them just to hold on, because I don't know what it is. My brain just doesn't work like that. Although, um, I did hear, uh, I can't remember if it was a psychiatrist or a psychologist recently say that saying you're good at multitasking is actually bullshit 
because you can't actually, nobody can actually multitask. And that's going to sound, you know, some people are going to be like, fuck that. I'll be cooking dinner while doing laundry, while watching my kid. But you're, you're only partially doing each one of those activities is, is what he's, what this person was saying. I, I can't remember his name. I'm terrible at that, but <clears throat> you're, you're only, you would have to sit down and do each activity, even with that. Like you would sit down with your kid and be helping them eat or, you know, playing with them. And then you would get up to check on the food and you're focused on the food then. You know, you're focused on stirring the sauce or cooking the noodles or flipping the burgers or whatever the hell it is that you're making, checking the oven. And then the laundry, you know, you're folding. You're you're not feeding your kid while folding. Some of you are like, fuck that. I've I've done that before. But that's what this guy said. He said you can't you can't do you can't actually multitask, which is what every single one of us puts on our resume, right? That's your you I'm a multitasker. That's what I'm really good at. You know? And with these indeed, I don't know if a lot of you have used these uh used indeed uh to apply for jobs. Um oh, hold on, I, I got some another text here. And uh but yeah, using indeed um to apply for jobs, which I, I liked I like it a lot. You know, I haven't had to apply for one in you know, a year and a half now, but when you do it, it, you know, it obviously it sends it to a shit ton of, you know, thousands and th- if not millions of employers can see you on there and it'll keep just sending you jobs like, Hey, you said you're looking for a sales job. Here's a place that's hiring within 25 miles of you. Here's a place, you know, or you're a, uh, you're a, uh, you're a social worker. Here's the, the county's hiring or this and that. Most of you are probably familiar with Indeed, but um, it's it's the way to go, I think. Uh, and anyways, but on those, you can put like keywords or key categories of things that you're good at or things that you want on your resume. And it's really anything, but I mean, you also don't want to completely lie. We all in, I think some sense lie on a resume to beef it up we don't put like put fake credentials like i went to harvard and i have a law degree and this that and the other but uh or or stretching how long you've been somewhere yeah i did that for 20 years but you're only you're 33 years old it's like eh, i really fucking doubt it but you can put on there like Things that you're, you know will look good to say that you're really good at, even though you might suck at it. Um, you might say you're really well-versed in Excel when you probably took it once in high school, maybe. Maybe, a, maybe in college you did a couple of fucking spreadsheets. But then you haven't utilized that practice in seven years. So when you walk in, they're going to... They're going to hire you. You're going to tell all this. You're going to beef up yourself, obviously, in your interview or multiple interviews, depending on the position you're applying for. And then you walk in and 
and they, uh, you know, they got you doing stuff on Excel and you're having to ask the guy or gal next to you how to do certain things. Oh, we did it different at my last job or, oh, I've never, uh, used this version. You guys do it kind of weird. Could you, you know, and then you just, you figure it out. You know, the whole fake it till you make it thing is actually, I think, pretty freaking true. Because you only need, you know, some of the things that they're they're putting for what they're looking for for that job. You know, obviously, if you're going, you're applying for jobs to be an electrician, you know, there's going to be these things where it's like, well, yeah, you fucking need to know. You can't just walk in and be like, well, um... I took some things like this in high school. Uh, I did a I did a project in high school with the electricity or something. I, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but um, you know, I'm sure I could figure it out. You know, no no problem. You know that or plumbing or carpentry, um, which are all skills that I wish I knew fucking the first thing about. God, it'd be nice to know that or auto uh, like a mechanic. God, when there's people that, when there's dudes that can just assess what's wrong with your car based off of the description, I'm astonished by that. That's that's one of the most amazing things I think a person can do. And because let me tell you, I I could not be more clueless when it comes to doing things like that. I don't change my own oil, never have. Um, I've changed a battery in a car. I've changed a light bulb or a light headlight unit. I think I put a whole new one in my Grand Prix. Um, that's pretty, I think that's the extent of what I've done with a vehicle. So not mechanically inclined whatsoever. And so when my friends like, uh, Logan, um, who can, I mean, if he can crawl underneath the vehicle, he can fucking fix it. It's crazy. It blows my freaking mind when people have that ability. Because like I said, I, I'm just, I'm completely clueless when it comes to that stuff. So, but like with people like that, you can tell them, you know, I don't know. There, I think there's something, there's something going on with my car. And they'll say, well, what's it doing? And see, and I'm going to try to describe it. And I, I can't even begin to describe this because I don't know what the fuck's going on with the vehicle. But you'll be like, oh, there's a rattle. They're like, oh, is it coming from the front or the back? Oh, I think it's in the front. I kind of hear it in the front left. And like, oh, is it like a high pitch rattle? Is it a low gargle? Is it, you know, and you'll describe it like, oh, yeah, that's your fucking something tube. And... And you're like, is that bad? You know, it's kind of like a doctor saying something to you. You know, you're like going, I don't know if any of you are like me, but when you go in for your checkup annually or or whatever, even just you're not feeling good and you go in to see the doctor and you're just like, fuck, if they're like, you know, describe what's going on. Oh, I, I, I've had a bad cough. I've had a, a rat, you know, like kind of a rattling sound in my chest. It kind of, my chest kind of hurts, um, whatever. And, you know, sometimes my stomach hurts and they're like, Hmm, 
okay, you know, let me listen. And, you know, they listen, they put their, whatever those fucking things are called, they put them in their ears and that cold, sometimes they haw on and if they're really nice, they'll do that and you're like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Seems like they're getting away from actually doing that under the shirt. I don't know if they're being told not to do that anymore or that it's just completely unnecessary. Um, but I, when I've gone to the doctor now, they just do it over your clothing, which is nice because sometimes they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that onto it and, it t- and you'd become like, oh, sorry, it's a little cold. You're like, yeah, fucking breathe on it or whatever it is you guys do. Put it under a, a blankie. But anyways, you know, then they'll they'll listen and they're like, hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I don't hear anything uh, concerning, but uh, we're just gonna order up some X-rays and uh, what? Yeah, you know, probably an X-ray for what I just described. They're not gonna do an MRI or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. And you know, you okay with that? You know, you can do that today. And it's, oh yeah, yeah. I just have a whole fuck yeah. I got a whole day just devoted to being in this stupid place. And so then you go in there, you get the scan, and then they're like, all right, your your results will be ready in, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. And you're just like, oh, God. What could they possibly be finding on that scan? You know? It's, it's, some of you are probably like, no, it's bullshit. There's nothing wrong. I'm not even talking like, you know, they wouldn't do a scan like that for COVID, but I'm I'm just talking just normal shit. Like, oh, fuck, I got cancer. Oh, shit, what is it? I bet you have something real bad. I'm going to be out of work for two weeks. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I, how am I going to pay for my this, that, and the other? And they come back, yep, looks good. Yep, everything. Or, or they'll put it on the thing to show you. Now they don't do that, you know, the old school where it's the, that, like, plasticky, see-through transparent paper, uh, not paper, but, you know, um, sheet that they would put up on the thing and then they turn this really bright light on and then it shine through it. And then some, if, if you're from a small town like I was, it was like the shittiest fucking light. It was like a refrigerator light trying to push through there. And they're like, yeah, we don't really see anything on it. And you're like, well, do you fucking see anything at all? Cause I don't even, I don't see I don't see anything on that. You know, you're like squinting. You see them squinting. And you're like, they're like, yeah, I see, you know, this could be something. But I was eating, you know, I was eating a, a club sandwich. So it could be, you know, grease could have you know, maybe dripped on it there. So, you know, I'm sure you're fine. You know, and then the best is if it hasn't gone away in three days or whatever, you know, just, just give us a call. And then we're going to have to, it's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do that's different than what you're doing right here, right now in three days? Or if it intensifies, they say, if it's gotten worse in, in three days or a week, you know, come back in. And, uh, you know, in my head, I'm always like, fuck, if I still, you know, if I was pushed to the point to where I came in here because I felt like such shit. And you're saying if it hasn't gone away in a week, I got to come back here. You're damn right. I'm going to be fucking concerned because I was concerned enough to come in here in the first place. Cause it, 
typically I can be Emily, my wife will, will tell anybody I can have my tendencies to be a hypochondriac where I worry about stupid shit. You know, like if I have a weird pain in my knee or, um, it, it's so weird. The, the things that I don't end up being a huge problem, you know, something really bad. And then the things that I do get freaked out about are, are, uh, you know, they're nothing. I have, I have nothing wrong with me. Um, case in point, I have, this is, this is going to shock a lot of people, but I have six wisdom teeth. You know, let that sink in for a bit. Six of them. So I got four on the bottom and two on top. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do about those, you know. So here's here's a little background on all that. Um, so I used to chew. I started chewing, um, uh, you know, di- uh, putting dips in, spitting into a bottle or on the ground. I, I, used, I started that my first time I ever had when I was 12. Um, a buddy of mine... Uh, Ross, um, he he lived a, a few blocks away from me in <laughs> the little town we're in. So a few blocks away in the town I lived in was literally the other end of town. But anyways, he lived a few blocks away from me. And we hung out all the time. We, he, we got into different stuff. We thought we were BMXers. We thought we were inline skaters. We thought we were skateboarders. Just all sorts of cool stuff that young kids fuck around with and uh but one he was always kind of an ross was always kind of a little deviant you know he always was up to no good nothing you know horrendous but he always would he could convince me to do anything he he could convince me anything bad you know typically but he would he would convince me to do things that were difficult too you know like hardworking things or running, you know, we were both wrestlers and, uh, in sports. And so he would come over to my house and get me to go, go for a run and shit like that. Again, we were, you know, 12, 13, 12, 13 years old at this time, but he would come over. And then there was one day he was, he, I don't even know how he got it into his head, but he was like, if you ever, I don't even think he asked if I ever had a dip before because I was fucking 12. So I'm sure he would have known the answer to that. And But he's like, do you want to... He opened his... His stepdad would have these logs of Copenhagen fine cut. Uh, back then, that was all they made for Copenhagen was fine cut. And in his freezer, in his garage. And he... I don't... Gosh, I wish I could remember exactly the details of how this all went down. But... He was asked me if I wanted to try it, and I was like, "Well, what is it?" I had no clue what it, I'd never seen anything like it before. I'd seen Sandlot, you know, when they do the big char or whatever the fuck that stuff is. That's not the same thing as this. It's chewing. That's chewing tobacco, but that's like the long leaf uh, chewing tobacco. This is just the fine that you put in your lip. That's the one you put in your cheek. You know that you see people with. You know if you watch baseball. That's the stuff that you see the baseball players with where they just have this giant freaking hematoma on the side of their face. 
but we were doing the the tin, you know, the thing that's like the size of a hockey puck. And I I, I was like, I, I don't get it. He's like, let's try it. You know, he took one. He's like, my my stepdad won't even know. And I am of course nervous because I know this is whatever we're doing. I know it's we're not supposed to be. So I remember we go to his backyard and we go behind. He had like a little. Their parents, his parents, had a a little storage shed in their backyard. We went back there, and we each put in a little dip. I'm sure it wasn't much at all. First of all, we're tiny. I graduated high school weighing 135 pounds, so I was 12. I I guarantee you, I didn't even weigh 100 pounds. I probably maybe I weighed 100. I was like 95, 100 pounds. And instantly, I felt so fucked up. Like, I don't even, anybody who's done something like that would know exactly, obviously knows exactly what I'm talking about. But for anybody who hasn't, it was like drinking, like taking three shots of liquor, right one right after another. That's what, it, like, I was spinning. And then my face, I think my face or my lip probably felt a little numb. And it was disgusting. Like, I hated it. It was just absolutely fucking disgusting. Even when I was really obsessed with chewing, I didn't like Copenhagen. But uh, I think we had him in for like five minutes probably. And I was just fucked up. And it probably lasted like a half hour and then it went away, which was awesome. But then... I can't remember, you know, I just went home later and just knew I had this big secret, but, you know, nobody was going to find out about it. And then it wasn't like I was instantly like, oh, I got to get more of this shit. You know, it wasn't heroin or anything like that, but it would just keep come up periodically as I, you know, then we would be at like a camp with Ross, you know, again with my friend Ross, we'd be at like a campground and we'd steal one from his stepdad's tin or then they started coming out with, um, Skull, uh, Skull would come out with all these flavors. You know, they come out with berry blend and vanilla and uh, wintergreen and mint, just all sorts of crazy shit. And that's when I really started getting hooked because then it was more tolerable. You know, it, it tasted better. I never was like, I never gutted chew, um, but I, I, uh, that taste was obviously much more tolerable anyways so then i i chewed for a long long time i chewed until four four years ago because it was one year before um me and emily got married it was it was actually yeah something like that because i had quit a couple of months before i even asked her to marry me i remember that or maybe it was like a month, but anyways, but throughout all this time from when I was graduated high school, I think from when I graduated high school, I never went to the dentist. So then I started to get, this would have been like four years ago, probably I was getting these horrendous pains in the back of my jaw and my gums would swell up really big in the back of my mouth and I knew it was my wisdom teeth because I knew I still had them um 
but it would always, I would take some ibuprofen and in a couple of days it would just go away and subside and it'd be fine. Cause I could feel it. Like I would put my tongue back there and I could feel that the gum had ripped. Like it, there, it had ripped and I could feel the tooth and I would keep fucking with it with my tongue It's yeah. Anyways. So <clears throat> then there was a night, there was one week or yeah like a one week where it was hurting and at night it would not go away. Like I would take ibuprofen and it still wouldn't get better. And so then I called like an emergency 24 hour dentist number thingy. And I ended up scheduling a dentist appointment uh, with where I used to go see the dentist when I was a kid. And so I had to drive all the way back to Austin, which I was living in Winona. So this is like an hour and a half hour 45 minute drive i could have just went to a freaking dentist in winona but i don't know what i was thinking anyways because i i hadn't gone to one since i was a teenager so i i literally was not even well exercised in how to handle this so drive all the way to austin and you know they're like um it says here that you were last seen in 2000 and nine is that right i'm like yeah that sounds about right and so this was wait no 2009 yeah yeah and then so yeah so then this was 2017 <laughs> so it's like it, it was like seven or eight years i'm like yeah that sounds about right and they're like hmm like, well, we're going to have to do, like, x-rays and this. And, that, you know, they're doing all this shit with my teeth. I'm bleeding like a motherfucker. Um, and they're like, yeah, it's really swollen back there. And your gums are terrible. You know, all, the, <laughs> all this stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And so they do the x-rays. And so, again, back to the, you know, looking at an x-ray. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. It's You know, it's a ton of teeth. And the way they lay it out for a... Uh, a mouth x-ray yeah whatever I, I don't have a clue what i'm looking at and like okay and then you see back here where it hurts i'm like yep and you see this like pile <laughs> you, just see <laughs> you just see like this pile of teeth in the back but i don't even really know what i'm looking at i just see that it's like really this jumbled mess back there and, like you have down here you have four wisdom teeth. I'm like, oh wow, shit. Okay. They're like, and then up here you have two wisdom teeth. I'm like, oh. Like, so you have six wisdom teeth. I'm like, holy shit. That can't be normal. And they're like, it's it's not typical. It is not common. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking like, all right, well, fucking, let's get them out. Like, let's just rip them out. Um, and they're like, well, you have to go to a, a oral surgeon. And there's one right up the street. You can go over there right now. I'm like, okay. So go to the oral surgeon. You know, they send them the x-rays. And they, you know, he goes and looks in my mouth. And he's like, all right, well, I won't truly know how much it's going to cost until I get in there, which fuck you know dentist you guys are crooked man if, if any i don't think anybody that listens to this is a fucking dentist but 
it is uh, such a scammy business, man. They they charge just insane amounts of money for that shit. Because they got you cornered. I mean, you f- need to do it. Um, but anyways, um, they give me my assessment, and I think it was four thousand dollars. It was like just over four thousand dollars. They said it was going to be. And I was like, holy shit. Now, again, I'm mid-20s at this point. So, and I still haven't gotten into any sort of established career. I had a a steady job that I'd been at for like five or six years, but I wasn't making, you know, very good money. And uh, my my health insurance with it wasn't very good either. And I'm like, okay, well... I'll just, so you guys just bill me and I'll pay that. Like, no, you owe that the day of. And I'm like staring, I'm like, I have to pay you $4,000 that day. And they're like, yeah, yep. You just, you pay it all up front. I'm like, well, I don't have $4,000. And they're like, well, what you can do is you can get some, I can't remember what it was called because it was so long ago, some sort of like medical dental card where it's like a credit card but for going to the dentist. And then you charge it to that and then you can make payments to them, which obviously is going to be interest and all that shit. And so I look into it and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. And um, yeah. Ever since then, I've done absolutely nothing about it. And back to uh, how this whole kind of story started, that's like a big thing that I should go get fixed that I'm not a hypochondriac about, that I'll wait till it's so disastrous, so horrendous, that I'll have to go in, which I shouldn't. My wife is beyond pissed at me that I don't get this shit taken care of. Um, but it's one of those things you just push back. You just don't make it a, or at least I don't, I shouldn't act like everybody's like me, but I just haven't made it a priority to go in and get that shit done. And I feel like I'm going to need to take a few days off of work too, because they're going to fuck me up real good with, uh, having a burrow in there and dig out some of those freaking teeth in the back of my jaw. So. I don't know what I'll end up doing with that, but moving forward, hopefully I continue to not have flare. They, they acted like the roots are going to grow into my jawbone and some shit's going to happen with that. I was like, oh boy. So far that hasn't happened. So we'll see. Let's see. See if I can't make it a few more years um, without that, without that happening. But, um, all right. Well, guys, here we are, 40-some-odd minutes, 45 minutes into this thing. Um, I, like I always tell people, I can talk. Don't you sweat it. I will fill time with talking. Um, I hope everybody enjoys this, uh, continues to listen. Um, share it with people if you really do like it. You know, get get our uh, get it to grow, and if... I don't know if I've asked this before, but if you have anybody that you think or if you yourself have a 
particular skill set or something that you, you would bring to the table um, for being a guest, I would love to start having more guests, especially now if Alex is going to start being on less frequently with once he does move. Um, I would like to start bringing more people on so it's not just you listening to me, obviously. I don't want to continue doing it where it's just me. Um, but I have fun, fun doing it. I love talking to you guys. Um, I love having it so it's set up so that you guys get it uh, first thing Monday morning. And then all week, you can either you know listen to it on your drive to work. You can listen to it on your drive home from work when you're exercising or on the, on the treadmill or whatever. Um, just take it in in bite-sized chunks. You know, 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there, and um, keep listening. All right, guys. Everybody have a great week, and we'll, I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>